0: You're listening to Deeply Rooted with Dr. Kretisa, where we encourage you not only to just wash your hair on wash day, but check your soul. Living in America with natural hair is a unique experience. We should be discussing it and giving witness to our own vulnerable and sometimes hilarious stories, hair stories that encompass much more than just how we style it. Everyone's hair journey is different. Everyone's hair is different. This is a safe space for black voices. On today's episode, I sit down and talk with Michelle N'Gome all about her natural hair journey and her role as CEO of Line 25 Consulting, where she trains and consults with organizations on how to create diverse and inclusive marketing strategies. She is also the recipient of the Courageous Marketing Leader and Houston Business Journal's Diversity in Business Awards, with her efforts creating the African American Marketing Association. Her contributions have been featured in numerous publications, including the Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur, eMarketer, PR News, and Forbes. Currently, she hosts the Marketing for the Culture podcast, powered by the African American Marketing Association. Everyone, join me in welcoming Michelle to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about um, inclusive marketing consultant and what you do
1: for work? Sure. So lots of times when it comes to diversity work, uh, we consider it from the HR perspective, right? We consider about hiring talent. Mm-hmm. And I like to say, I look at diversity and inclusion from a marketing perspective, right? So before you hire talent, how are how are you communicating to this potential candidate pool? Right. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes into recruitment marketing strategies. Uh, What does your content look like to the consumer that's reading it, um, be it on social media, all the digital platforms, even Mm -hmm. in-store commercials, all of those things. So I help organizations come up with a holistic diversity marketing approach. Right. So, Your content, communications, internal, external, um, candidates, employee engagement, Mm. consumers, which all the focus is pretty much on that. And then, of course, community engagement slash social responsibility.
0: That is awesome. So ensure you make sure they put their money where their mouth is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to do it. You got to do it. I think, you know, DEI is a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I do think it starts from the inside out. Right. So organizations have to clean house first because you can give all the money to the world to, you know, the Urban League or NAACP. But if your organization is not diverse and inclusive, because a lot of these companies are diverse, but they're not inclusive. Mm-hmm. Right. And equitable. um, Then it's like, what are you doing? Right. So I try to help companies once again, create a holistic approach and find the balance in their DEI journey.
0: There's a lot of focus on this most recent piece of legislation, the Crown Act. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate, I guess, natural hair in the workplace?
1: You know what? Um, That's a really good question. I need to put that in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have not put emphasis on that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, However... I think the totality is accepting people as them whole as their whole self, right? And I think one of the biggest comparisons and possible complaints is, you know, you're not going to hire me cuz I have not even natural hair, just different hair, right? Because the white girl with pink and purple and rainbow hair on any given day is working, right? But you're hiring her because you're familiar with her texture or her type of hair Mm -hmm. um so it's more so on the um authentic nature of a person bringing them whole self I haven't really Mm -hmm. dived deep into you know um I guess just the crown act or the overall natural hair movement um but it is important it's definitely important.
0: Well, I love that it's a it's like you said it's a whole inclusive process. And essentially, what you're saying is no, we're not going to fight for hair for right now. We're not going to piecemeal it. We're going to do the whole thing. Like let's just right. Let's not build and find additional things to add to it. But let's just start where we're supposed to be at anyway.
1: And and I mean and that's the hard part. You know, I know now a lot of stories are coming out, especially with men, right? Because Black men can't pursue their natural hair journey without black women starting it, right? Mm. Um especially the lock journey. But I think when black people are discriminated against, we're just we're just so used to race, we're just so used to skin color and not the nuances of accent, tone, hair, you know, things of that nature. Mm what do you
0: see in the young men you mentioned they can't start their natural hair journey without black women kind of like the people want to hear that. I want to know more (laughs) about that.
1: (laughs) I mean, listen, I I love my black men, um, but I've noticed, especially with COVID, right. Uh, Especially with COVID and staying at home in the early parts of the pandemic. And it's like, we're probably, or not we, but black men, men were probably doing a good job grooming themselves because they had to go to work, right? And we were taught that, you know, get a haircut, you get a new job, first day of school, first day of job, get a new haircut, mm-hmm. you know, new haircut every Saturday or Tuesday, you know, you got to look fresh. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that men may have is, you can have a lot of hair and still be well-groomed, right? So I think it, once again, it kind of goes back to the difference, right? Of, you know, our white counterparts not understanding the difference of our hair, right? Um, And then when you would get into men, it's like, well, if it's low cut, oh, he's well-kept. Well, you can have long hair and be well-kept, but I think once black women are able to make natural hair mainstream in the office i think that gives them a little silent confidence to kind of play around with their hair right and i think it's the same thing um or that's what happened during covid yeah um, i have a colleague we did a leadership program together and him and his wife are in i think new york or whatever mm-hmm. but online I just love seeing the process of him growing his hair out right and I think he's like a beautiful man right already handsome but just to see his journey along the way I I think it's really cool and he started during lockdown and I kind of wonder like if we didn't have lockdown would he you know (laughs) would he've grown his hair out so and it's always interesting um talking to guys uh, especially with locks i found that it's been an interesting conversation starter okay cuz it's like when you start your lock journey and to hear men excited about their hair it's, it's pretty cool it's really fun
0: i also love to hear black men excited about hair i am loving watching these like wave uh <laughs> these wave reveal videos so like the everybody the young guys are getting together and even some um, young ladies who have short like twas are getting together in these little uh groups and they have their little wave caps on and they they go through their whole process and then they like stand in the circle and they reveal their ways and then everybody's like oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) it brings me such a joy to see that (laughs) yeah like I I haven't seen that kind of excitement since probably high school Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. because you know middle school high school because we're maturing and guys walking around with the brush and 360 waves and patting down and (laughs) Right. Like, I haven't seen Black men excited about hair since high school, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. these past two, maybe four years have been very pivotal of just watching men grow their hair out and going through that ho- awkward process. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just funny, it's hilarious. <laughs> and adorable. <laughs> yes, and
0: adorable. It is, I just can't. How, when did you transition to natural hair or when did you begin to yeah. like proudly wear your texture
1: I transitioned April 2008 2008 I believe and um oh my gosh 2008 or 2009 but I remember I remember um I used to love I still do love black women with a big afro and I thought I was gonna yes. have this big afro I was gonna go to the concerts and I'm just gonna and you're not gonna be able to see the concert. <laughs> you're not gonna see the show because I'm gonna have this big afro and I do not have a big afro <laughs> um yeah. I didn't know my hair. I mm-hmm. went natural even though I was getting relaxers, oh my gosh it was like hell and I didn't get to know my hair until I went natural and discovering that I have major shrinkage. So that big natural was like shrunk and lopsided and it was doing its own (laughs) thing. It wasn't rocking out.
0: Oh my goodness. Like in order for your, your texture, your curls to get that big, it has to be like down to the floor.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it was and like, you should do a twist out of that. But anyways, um, I just love telling that part of the story. But I was working at um, Chase. I was in college. I was working at Chase. I was in the call center. And that was my first time surrounded by a bunch of Black people in the workplace. And that allowed me the comfort and confidence to go natural. And I had a hairdresser. No one was really natural at that time right and there wasn't the resources and the products that they yeah. you know that we have now so it was like I was telling my hairdresser and she was like well uh, I don't do that and I was like, well I guess I'm not going to see you again <laughs> I guess we're breaking up <laughs> you know? we're so, breaking up oh oh <laughs> so I got my hair braided off and off for seven months because I didn't want to cut my hair I think that's actually a misconception. Mm. So I got my hair braided off and on for seven months. So the perm can, the relaxer can like come out. And then I just got my ends trimmed and I went natural. Um, But working at Chase definitely gave me the confidence to um, go natural. And shortly after that, I was at Chase for like three years and then I left. But I'm not going to lie, those early 2010 era Mm -hmm. when I was interviewing for jobs I didn't know like I just I didn't know and my mom didn't like my hair so my parents are from Cameroon West Africa so my mom she didn't like it when I went natural and so when I was unemployed she was like that's why you can't get a job and I was like I'm happy nappy mommy I'm happy nappy and my hair would be nappy (laughs)
0: how did you learn to like wait how did you know when a natural hairstyle was like this is not how you wear your natural hair even though you're wearing your natural texture
1: so I think it's a couple of things because in the beginning of my natural hair journey I didn't think I was cute anymore right so I'm thinking I'm not cute, so I don't even know what hairstyle is going to make me cute, right? Like, Mm. I just, you know, so it's all of that. But I think the biggest thing was um, it would just take a lot for me to pick out my hair on a regular basis. And it's like, you can't, we're not supposed to wash our hair every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So you know, Monday and Tuesday the fro would be nice and neat and polished, and by Wednesday it's a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little rough. But um, I know. I think you know. Eventually, I just get comfortable with myself, and then yeah. I just like I am who I am. Um. You know, you're gonna accept me. Like my hair doesn't negate that I can do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um. What's in my head and my hands you know that's going to remain what my hair looks like now I've never had the confidence to go bald but I'm still going to know marketing at the end of the day (laughs) yes
0: exactly
1: (laughs) you know and I think people just they can't get past that because I think society we have you know we we admire pretty people like You know, he's nice to look at. He's easy on the eyes. Like Mm -hmm. we're accustomed to that. And we take that mindset into the workplace. Like if I'm going to be with you for eight hours, I want something nice to look at. at. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like subconsciously ingrained in us. And it definitely
0: is a pretty privilege. And we don't realize that, you know, our perceptions of beauty are so skewed based on what we watch, who we mm -hmm. see, representation, all of that. When did you decide to begin your sister lock
1: journey? Last year. Um I well, I started January 2021. Okay. Um but you know, it took me a while to get to that point as well. Um I one I didn't realize how expensive it was going to be. Mm. Uh so and then when I so it took me a while to get some money. Could, you know you just go back and forth on things and then when I finally got some money I couldn't find anyone
0: <laughs> like, I'm ready I'm ready Who gonna take my money <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so but I I love it um like I think this is probably the most confident I've ever been you, what you see is what you get
0: <laughs> I love it I love it. Be you, be fearless, but I love that you are in a position where you are making sure and doing your best to kind of um, try to make sure that these workplaces that Black people come into are set up to success, for success, to bring good people in, but also when you bring them in, have a place for them to be, not just say so we have a diverse yeah. staff and keep it moving.
1: I remember one time I was working at um, Amagy Bank and I was in the bathroom and this older woman came to me and she was like, I just love your natural hair. And I was like, "You oh, know, thank you. And then um, she was like, I'm natural under here. <laughs> and she's patting her wig, right? <laughs> but she took her <laughs> wig off and I was like, woman you are beautiful like wear Mm -hmm. your natural hair you know I was just hyping her up and she's like girl I can't do that." and I told her the products I'm using at that time and um that must have been like I don't know on a Thursday or Friday she went to the store bought some products and on Monday she came with her natural hair Uh oh and I was I think I was like oh my god like because you don't know the impact you have on people and you don't Mm -hmm. know you don't always know who's admiring you Mm -hmm. for whatever reason and I think that was I don't know it's just probably one of the sweetest things um especially with the woman being older than me yeah Uh, but that's the thing it's like there wasn't a lot of information it doesn't seem that long ago it's not
0: it was was not that long ago
1: (laughs) I mean, I remember one website, it was Mm -hmm. naturalhairrules.com. And that's because I went to college with the lady, Tamara Floyd. But there just wasn't a lot of resources um, between 2008 and 2011. A lot of our
0: resources, which is part of what I try to use in my therapy, is um, what the ancestors gave us. Storytelling. Mm -hmm. We love to tell a story. And... I find that when people are able to see another black person live through a story, I mean, that was, we passed word of mouth. So like, did you know how to get up North? No, but I heard from this person who heard from this person, I'm (laughs) going to tell you the story. I'm going to sing you the song. Um, And we are going to do, we know that there is a path because another Black person has forged it. And I would have never gone into my master's program had I never had a, a, another Black master's level um, uh, student that I saw and was like, oh, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. Absolutely. And then I'm like, well, OK, well, if she can do it, then she can do it. And it, and that is what gives us hope. So when you say like, girl, I did this and I did this and it gives somebody that power, that encouragement, it gives me all kinds of warm feelings because we pass along this kind of joy and these messages a lot um and I don't think we give a, give ourselves enough credit for just how important storytelling is to mm-hmm. us and how we share our stories with one another in very funny, hilarious black Twitter kind of ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think we have to have the confidence to ask the questions or to give the compliment to get the story.
0: Mm. So that vulnerability, you're saying you have to actually, that older woman in the bathroom had to be vulnerable enough to say and to put herself out there and say, I got natural hair under this. Your hair is beautiful and have that interaction.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Tell me something that you would like to tell someone who is natural, who's a little bit more insecure about wearing their natural hair in the workplace or even finding a workplace Mm. that is
1: welcoming. I really feel like you have to learn you. Um, And what I mean by that is you have to learn who you are as far as your character. Um, You have to learn what you're already beautiful, but you do have to learn how to enhance that beauty. Right. Um, Maybe it's hair, maybe it's makeup, it's wardrobe, it can be all three or whatever. And I think once you learn you, that's going to radiate, right? Because once you learn you, you're going to love you. And that's going to radiate to people that they're going to be like, okay, what's her energy? You know, well, what does she have? I-, I want some of that. Like, there's some people I'm like, girl, you ain't going nowhere. Like, I need that prayer word, right? <laughs> I need that ratchetness. I need... <laughs>
0: I listen, I, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Anytime that somebody hangs out with me socially, they're
0: like, Dr. Tisa, I had no idea. <laughs> like what? That I'm driving to Trader Joe's to get my cauliflower bites while I'm listening to trap music. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> like we need it, you know, and I think we all have something special that it's used to the world and You know, hopefully we're putting out goodness because we want to attract goodness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same thing in the workplace. Right. Um, I went three weeks ago. I was in Cleveland, Ohio, for a conference that is 90 percent white, maybe 85 percent white. But that's where I need to be for my line of work. Right. And um, I'm there. I have the African-American Marketing Association and this marketing conference. I'm a a queer Black woman with locks and I can go on and on and on when it comes to diversity. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's where I get my clients, right? Mm -hmm. And they like me because we have a good conversation. We have a safe conversation. uh, We crack jokes. You know, we find some commonality. And I believe when you know and understand yourself you're going to find your people right black white hispanic asian um whatever the case may be and and that's another thing i think lots of times we feel like we only need to be part of one community no you're supposed to be part of several communities because you need to give and receive from several communities you know that way you can be multi-hyphenated a well-rounded individual
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed this conversation and I know so many other people will as well.
1: I appreciate the work that you're doing. I know it's important. I know that this is what I needed probably 10 plus years ago, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm proud of you and I'm happy to contribute to your platform.
0: To be honest, when Michelle said that, comment to me in the interview I was kind of just kind of shocked but also honored at the same time and I never really got a chance to respond and essentially it's that when I chose people for these interviews I chose women that I inspired um, that I was inspired by people whose Uh, LinkedIn I admired and was like I would love to sit down and talk to them and find out about their story and pick their brain but for her to say that she wished that she had this experience 10 years ago at least tells me even though she didn't I'm glad that she had it now and this is my purpose for the podcast overall just to give all of us a space to share our stories and for us to know we deserve that space Thank you for tuning in to Deeply Rooted with Dr. Cortisa. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to share and support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review, and share the show with family and friends. And remember, on wash day, don't just wash your hair. Check your soul. Thanks for listening to the show. This is brought to you by Alive Podcast Network.